Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest by way of Washington State, now in Philadelphia for the next couple days because he and I are hanging out at the NBA Annual Conference, NBA 2023 he is the founder, the CEO of Knowledge Coop. He's been making compliance fun for the past 20 years. He is the one, the only Ken Perry. Ken, welcome to TLOP. It is so good to be here, man. I I'm love what you're doing. I'm stoked. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you and I live on polar opposite sides of the country, right? Uh-huh. I'm an East Coaster. You're a West Coaster. Yeah. But we get to meet up once a year, every single year. Which should be more. Which should be. It, it should be more. <laughs> but it's at least once a year, every single year at the National NBA Conference. Mm-hmm. This year being held in Philadelphia. Question for you. Yeah. How many years in a row have you been coming to NBA? Oh man, as far back as I can remember. Like I, it's, counting would be tough, but maybe 11 or 12 years. As soon as I went to the first one, uh, I just, I couldn't stop coming back. Is it the parties, the free booze? What oh, is it? That's 100% what it is. <laughs> no, it, it, that's, I was, I have to say this. I was, we were at an ArchMI's event last night and we walk in and we walk out and I was with Josh Pitts uh, and Dal and, when we walk out, I go, you guys just stop for a second. Just understand that we just walked into a place super bougie for free. We had some amazing, you know, I had an amazing cocktail. We had some amazing sushi and then we're going off to another place. We didn't pay anything. We just had an experience because that's the world that we live in. And I never want to take that for granted. Like I never want to just walk into a party and be like, yeah, that's just kind of us. It's like, no, this is a privilege. Like it's really cool to be able to, to spend time here and, and it is it is cool to go to the parties, but dude, the 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 sessions. I mean, Rohit Chopra just talked. I got to watch Mr. Dude, CFPB Mr. himself. Mr. CFPB was here. Wow. I mean, you're just getting it from them. FHA Commissioner um, Commissioner Ju- Gordon yes. is her name. Yeah, Julia Gordon. Yeah, yeah, she was there talking about their changes to ADU. She's like breaking news right now. It's like an Apple conference in there. Uh, with them just like dropping, oh, one more thing, you know, you well, can count what, What's ADU. the breaking news? Don't keep us hanging. It's that ADU rental income can be counted on future rental income on an ADU. Wow. So utilizing FHA finance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so hey, home buyers out there, home buyers, home buying just became more affordable. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like realtors, you now have something to go out and talk to your communities about yeah. and loan officers. Y'all look into this because now someone who maybe didn't qualify due to DTI issues help them find or have the realtor help them find a home that has an ADU, yeah. use projected rental income on the ADU to offset the mortgage payment. Yep. I mean, look, I haven't dug into the guidelines. This is breaking it news from Ken Perry yeah. coming directly from the FHA commissioner's mouth herself. Wow. Well, and that's what you get. You're hanging, like yesterday I hung out with the, the leaders from USDA, VA, uh, FHA. Like you're sitting in the room with these people. Um, I go to committee meetings and I go meet with people there. It's just, this is where you stay in touch with what's going on in the business. It blows my mind that more people don't invest in themselves and get out and like open up their world. Um, there are people who've never been to a conference, even a state conference. And it's like, dude, that's where all of the experts are in person, ready to have a beer with you and talk about what's going on. So, I mean, you haven't lived until you've had a beer with somebody from the CFPB. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, that's why you go is you want to learn. Let's make that our mission tonight. Let's find Rohit Chopra. Dude, let's get him here. to have a beer with us oh my or gosh. better yet, an old fashioned. 
I have followed have... his career, dude. That old fashioned one I had last night with coffee in it. It was crazy. I did not have the coffee old fashioned. I wish I would have. He though. talked me into it at that arch party. I was at the arch party. I saw you I there. I should have but... tipped you off, dude. I, I, I let you down. Yeah. Um, no, and, and that's like, like I started my morning. So similar to you, I, I came in yesterday morning and I spent I spent my whole day with the Future Leaders uh, oh, program yeah. at the NBA, which is a phenomenal program. I highly, highly recommend it. I went through it a year ago. Happened to have won. Shout out to my <laughs> team. Happened of one. But then this year I was invited back to be uh, one of the, the panelists, one of the judges. Yeah. Um, so what a really cool experience. Didn't but I see a bunch of young people come up to you last night and yes. say thanks for judging and you asked the most questions of anybody or yeah, something like or that? Yeah, or I was accused of like being, God, you were such an ass. I was like, well, hopefully I was like a good <laughs> ass and not like a bad ass. Like, you just asked really hard questions. I'm like, Firm well, but fair. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to simulate a board meeting, wow. right? And you are presenting to the board. I'm this board member. Uh -huh. And yes, if you want me to, to sign off on your budget proposal, I'm gonna want you to answer some questions. So, and even though it's simulated, that's got to be intimidating it to walk was, in front of um, the board. And for, for for like a, a professional achievement. Yeah. The project that culminates because Future Leaders is is uh, April through October, um, six month time frame, right? Mm -hmm. So you're doing multiple meetings, and there's some really fun, cool stuff you get to do. But that group project that that culminates the the end that you end up having to present uh, to the quote unquote board. Mm -hmm. That project is probably one of the more taxing, volunteer, self-improvement uh, things I have signed up for in my career. But that's what I'm saying. Like you get that stuff when you go engage outside of your company, outside of your office. You get out and you meet people. You get to learn things like this. Like you engage in the business, and this business is not. I mean, you need to be part of it. You don't. We benefit so much from this business, and then people are like, "Well, I don't want to spend money on anything." It's like, how was your 2020 and 2021? You make yeah. some money, cool. Reinvest that back into yourself instead of just sitting around complaining why things aren't going that you're, you know, your way. Yeah, or, or better, how are you going to make it to 25 if you're right. not investing in yourself? Right. Um, like, and and then you have on top of it, and this is now why you and I are probably MBA. Why you, you're like, dude, I don't know. I've been here seven, 10, 12 years in a row. Yeah. You lost track. It's. It's the friendships you make yep. as well. Yep. I mean, there's people right now who are unfortunately being laid off. Yeah. But those people who are active in, in our trade organization mm -hmm. are also the most employable because they know they're the most people. Yep. So you pick up the phone. I mean, this happened just in our own future leaders group. I was in a small group of five. Mm -hmm. My class size was probably 30. And shout out to Amy. I mean, Amy is, is now one of the head counsel at PRMG, right? But Amy, that's not who she worked for a year ago. Right. And it was her affiliation with the MBA and going through future leaders that helped her get in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my friend uh, Alicia. Alicia worked at a different mortgage company a year ago. My friend Becky worked at a different mortgage company a year ago. Both of them were impacted by their companies either having layoffs or going out of business. Both of them were employed like that yep. in the industry. Yep. Uh, maybe not doing exactly what they were doing, but they're with great companies. They're putting food on the table. They're happy with in their career. Mm -hmm. And it came from not just what they learned, but who they learned with. Dude, I got to tell you a quick story. My wife graduated from DU uh, for, with her master's. And DU is a really expensive private school. Yeah, it's Denver University. University of yep. Denver, yeah. Yep. So when she was at graduation, yeah, we're broke. I got married at 20. And wow, so, I thought I got married young. Oh, I man. was 23. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we, right after we got married, she went and got her, her uh, master's. And at the graduation, I'm sitting there broke as all get out, like I'm bartending, she's volunteering to get her, you know, masters done. And the lady that spoke goes, I just have to tell you, you know, the most important thing is not 
where you're educated, what type of degree you have. It's how many people and the quality of people you know. And I know her message because I get it now, but sitting there with a student loan that we were going to be paying on for the next 20 years, I'm like, so we could have avoided all this and just met some people. So it's a little offensive, but like, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, you're, especially when times are tough. Last night I'm with David Kawada, a good friend of mine. He is a connector of humans. Dave Savage was there. We have a group called 7A. It's a 7A mastermind group of just vendors in the industry that hang out and like want each other to be successful. And in times like this, when the market kind of sucks, I need to walk up to Quada and have him go, how's your family? Yeah. And they're like, let's get some perspective on this. And it's those relationships you build at things like this. Um, thinking about like what you and I were just chatting about with like industry involvement and advocacy. Um, and then, you know, the you got to listen to Julia uh, Gordon and you got to listen to Rohit Chopra and today like yes I got to listen to Bob Broachman speak who is mm -hmm. the CEO and president of the NBA and uh, Mark what's Mark's last name the incoming chairman oh yeah he's uh, he was a mayor first yes at, uh, yeah Union home yep yeah. Uh, you know, he spoke but then they bring on guests like Tim McGraw Tim McGraw talking like, about music yeah oh yeah yeah gosh. Tim McGraw and John Meacham John Meacham uh -huh. the Pul Pulitzer Prize winning uh, author yeah and, uh, really as a biographer and historian yeah but and then Tim McGraw sings songs and it's like oh, dude, where am so I amazing. and then you and I tonight are gonna go to Maroon 5 yeah yeah shout yeah. out by the way to Freedom right because yeah. that is a Freedom Mortgage sponsored event yeah. Freedom always throws one of the biggest parties we've seen oh my god Pitbull on the top of the it's USS worldwide yeah yeah on top of the USS Midway Colby Calais was on the Midway like four years ago five years ago okay yeah uh, um, they brought in so many Old Dominion artists. last year yeah. in, in Nashville this yeah this year's Maroon 5 yeah then tomorrow night Tim McGraw's coming back to do an entire concert like yeah yeah, y'all, if you're not coming to these events, you're missing out on breaking news. Yeah. Such as the, the FHA ADU. Right. You're missing out on connecting mm -hmm. with friends, but also connecting with strangers who are going to become your friends. Mm -hmm. And damn good times. Right. Speaking of what's currently in the news, um, I'm kind of a little bit like hesitant to bring this up, but it was in Rob Christman, so I kind of want to talk about it. Okay. So this morning, I'm reading Rob Christman. By the way, I saw Rob uh, in the elevator uh, yep. this morning. Um, it's funny, I saw Rob before I read. I wish I would have read it first and then seen him. Mm -hmm. But um, supposedly, now this is all hearsay and rumor mill, supposedly somebody leaked <laughs> you mortgages financials on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this yet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got a text with a, an attachment and I was like, what? And it was from Reddit. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, Crazy. it now, looks real. We don't know if it's real. But their financials I mean, look pretty much in line with what you'd expect yeah, for the mortgage industry yeah, that yeah. may be getting ready to walk themselves into a slaughterhouse. Right. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't pretty. Kind of a bit of a dick move for whoever released them. I'm right. sure that person may get themselves in a bunch of legal hot water, right. assuming that it's, it's legit. Now, it, it could not right. be legit, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't think there's one mortgage company in America right now that wants their financials released. I mean, it is not, you could compare it with everybody else, and I don't know the difference you would see or how big it would be, but I can tell you this, I mean, yesterday we're in a session with the chief economist of the NBA, and he's showing us how much money people are not making. And then Marina Walsh does all of the well, NBA I love, stuff. She's amazing. Love. So, so I get to panel future leaders with Marina. No way. Oh, it Dude, is. she's epic. It is like the highlight yeah. of, of my experience uh -huh. was I'm like, yep, and sitting to my right, you know, it's, uh. it's just me and Marina. It's two other judges. Uh, Peter Benjamin. Do you know Peter Benjamin through, um, He's with uh, Akuma, the uh, American Credit oh, Union yeah, Mortgage Association. Yeah. He's a great dude. Really? And then my girl, Jen Green, was also a panelist. Jen Green runs Tennessee's housing. 
Okay. Uh, so she's with the Tennessee Housing Authority. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the panels. But yeah, you mentioned Dude. Marina. Marina's, Marina's brain is like. Yeah. Yeah. I got okay. to go to dinner with her in Bend. I was uh, I was the MC, and I spoke at the uh, Pacific Northwest Mortgage Lenders Conference, and she was there. And when I found out she was there, I'm like, wait, Marina Walsh. They're like, I'm kind of, I kind of have this, you know, number yeah. crush on her. Yes. Like, the numbers that are in her head are just unbelievable. Her way of looking at data is fascinating. And so we, I got to go to dinner with her and a bunch of friends from uh, SM Mortgage Insurance. And dude, she's freaking as, as great of a person as she is just a wise and knowledgeable human. Like just personally and professional, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah, always has a HUD ready for you. Yeah. Right, and, <laughs> yeah. and you wouldn't necessarily get that from like a CPA type. Like, yeah. uh, you're a CPA, aren't you supposed to be standoffish? You're like, no, uh -huh. I'm just pretty much down to earth. So um, share with share with the audience, oh, yeah. what was Marina sharing yesterday? Everybody's broke. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she was showing, she actually showed one interesting thing. You know, if you look at the numbers on average, everybody's losing money right now, right? It costs to produce a loan more than we make off that loan. And so net income's in the toilet. The top 25% are profitable. And so it is interesting that there is this part of the mortgage industry that's done it right. You know, a lot of that's servicing related, but there's, there's a lot of people that are still doing okay. And so she was kind of talking about that and making, I'm sure every mortgage banker in the room was like, I want to be in that top 25, like, cause we hear how everything's so bad. And so she brought a little bit of, uh, of levity with that comment. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, from, from everything that I was talking to her one-on-one -on -one about, you know, it's basically, and she was. I was with her before she went and gave that presentation. Oh, yeah. So she was like, I go, hey, what are you going to talk about? Because I wasn't able to make it. I, mm -hmm. I still had to do things with future leaders. She was going to bail because she was a main stage presenter. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm basically going to say, and it's what she, she told you all, which was um, don't really expect profitability in Q1 or Q2. Expect yep. Q1 and Q2 to be not profitable, just like Q1 and Q2 of this year right. wasn't profitable. Hopefully, we can start seeing some, some, some um uh, headway on the profitability mm -hmm. spectrum and scale mm -hmm. uh, as we get into Q3 and Q4 of next yeah. year, which would also correlate with you know the country coming into a recession, interest rates coming down, mm -hmm. homeownership becoming more affordable, therefore there being more volume. And I did notice the NBA came out of yesterday and then it was announced to the public today that they do anticipate mortgage volume growing 24 yeah. versus versus uh, 23. Yeah. So that's a positive it is, both for those units. that can survive the slaughter yep. that we're all facing. By the way, it just got quiet in here. I think we should, uh, for those that are tuning in, if you could hear like a muffled background, it's because when you come to events like this, it is such a banging event that they have a guitar player who is playing in just the main lobby. Like this <laughs> yep. is a three-story event, right? So yep. the first floor where Ken and I are, but shout out to MGIC, we're sitting in these really cool pods, oh, yeah. right? That they make these pods available, first come, yeah. first serve, so people can have their their meetings and their interviews and whatnot. But you and I are sitting down on the registration floor. And it's this loud. And it's this loud because <laughs> yeah. some dude has his guitar and he's crushing it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my apologies to those that if you feel like you're picking up some background noise, yeah, that's what you're picking up. But if you're watching on YouTube and you're like, where in the hell are they sitting? Is that a house? It kind of I, is. I don't know what you can see, but it is a it's house. It's a tiny house. It is a tiny house <laughs> a very with tiny a table house. for two. <laughs> yep. And um, when we were looking for a spot to podcast, I was like, you know what? That would be really cool yep. if we could catch that visual. But Oh, by the way, uh, yes. I take incredible notes at these conferences. I upload them all into the coop. So people can go get, get those for free well, in the Knowledge Coop. So yeah, let's do this. Let's talk about the coop. Because, yeah. you know, I know you and because I know Knowledge Coop. Right. Right. And I know you because I love what you do with Knowledge Coop. Like these were my words when I introed you, but you make compliance fun. Yeah. Right. Because compliance isn't necessarily like the funnest topic, 
but like how would you briefly describe to those tuning in who might not be familiar with with your company mm -hmm. what is knowledge coop what does knowledge coop do for our industry what does knowledge coop stand for yeah, man, that's that's interesting. So we've been around 20 years, um, and we really have two sides. One is uh, is the enterprise edition, which we only had enterprise for a long time. Um, we're the intranet of a lot of mortgage companies. Intranet. So, intranet. Okay, so, so like programs, morning, products, yep. guidelines. It's all in there. Policies and procedures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're providing it and hosting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we and then we create a a massive amount of content, and then our clients can take that content, bring it into their coop, assign it to their people, prove that they've watched it. And so a lot of that of that content is compliance. Um, it's yeah, not all compliance, but it's a bunch of it is. Yeah, because some of your clients, right, these are big IMBs, these are potential banks, maybe even some credit, un credit yeah. unions are thrown in there. Their loan originators might not be required to do CE, but right. it's because the employer has to be able to attest that they provided certain basic continuing education to their to their employees right and you're raising your hand saying hey y'all you know don't go reinvent the wheel come to me and and i'm going to put together the proper training videos that's going to make your regulators happy and oh by the way i'll make sure they're not boring yeah it's so interesting because you're right like that's that's a good description um although i think it's it's the description everybody thinks of right we have to do this stuff and so i guess we want to have fun or like do it in an interesting and entertaining way and i don't mind that people see us that way but if you think about it, as stuff changes in this industry, you want your people knowing this stuff. And yes. so some companies look at this and go, how cheaply can I get the garbage that I need for this checkbox? Whereas with us, our clients are like, we want to actually help our people understand it and make them not hate us when they get an email saying they've been assigned a class. And so we're doing like crazy amount of great content so that they feel good, but more importantly, so that they understand it. Because if you're getting your compliance training, you're just like, check, 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 and like flying through it, we basically devalued compliance, which as a, in a culture of a company, you're telling your people, we don't really care about compliance. Yeah, yeah rules don't matter. So just yeah. like knock this stuff out. I'm sorry you have to do it. Instead of saying, we do care so much that we've invested in quality education so that you guys understand why we're doing the things we're doing, why it's important to do it right, to create a more ethical industry, because that's... I mean, when we devalue compliance education, we're basically saying ethics don't matter. And we've seen it over and over again. I mean, like you and I have talked about, look at everybody's comp plan right now. I mean, so many illegal comp plans. And, you know, if you're assigning plans, our training, you hiring know it's realtors illegal. to be loan officers, but it's, are they really loan so officers? There's so much stuff. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, oh, well, first and foremost, I want to thank you. I was today years old when I had it explained as articulate and basic as you did. When you cheapen compliance, mm -hmm. you're basically stating mm -hmm. rules don't matter. Right. I love that. Like that resonates with me because mm -hmm. throughout my career, whether I was managing loan officers, managing branch managers, or being an LO myself, mm -hmm. do you know how many times I was like, oh, I just gotta crank this stuff out, you yeah. know? But no, I actually should know it. Yep. So I don't get myself in hot water. I don't I don't get fined, penalized, lose my license, mm -hmm. or, you know, subject my company to some kind of massive of uh, financial penalty mm -hmm. because I was a jack wagon who didn't take compliance uh, seriously. But we're talking about compliance. You're talking about you got to, to listen to the director of the CFPB speak today. Mm -hmm. This kind of episode is kind of leaning towards, hey, what's going on in the mortgage business? Yeah. Right. It's kind of cool. We're doing it from the largest annual conference, like 3,500 mortgage professionals are in this one city uh, for, for this one event. And it happens mm -hmm. once a year. Have you seen or heard about the number 
of additional CFPB, I'm gonna call oh, them yeah. enforcers, are yeah. being hired. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're doubling their enforcement size. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's gonna be interesting yeah. because we're doing it at a time that the industry is contracting. They're doing it at a time that the industry is bleeding like a stuck pig. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, but there's still rules. And if we find out you haven't been following those rules, we don't care that you're in pain. We don't care that you're mm -hmm. suffering. It was on you to make sure that you were following the rules. Yeah. And I think they also understand that in general, you can start with the, the rookie loan originator who's broke, poor, and starving. Mm -hmm. It's been proven time and time again that originator has a higher propensity to potentially commit mortgage fraud. Desperation. Right, desperation. Yeah. Companies also could potentially become mm -hmm. more desperate when it's a matter of keeping the lights on or, or not keeping the lights on. Yeah. At which point, then it sounds like our regulators are like, we understand the human dynamic of being in a desperate situation and we're not going to allow you to go out and do something that could be harmful, harmful to the consumer or in direct violation. So y'all, this is kind of like, can I be like, hey, you kind of been warned. We're bringing right. it to you hot off the press. By the way, uh, we should start seeing and hearing about more CFPB actions we need in, in the coming 12 months. We need them. And, and the biggest reason, like I've talked to so many people who just never think they're going to get caught and they will admittedly break the law and they're like, yeah, I'm breaking the law because I'd rather break the law and stay in business than yeah. you know abide by it and lose. Um, to which I say, why don't you just be a good guy and then everybody else be good guys and then we don't have to worry about competing against bad guys instead of just becoming a bad guy. Um, but there was a case a long time ago on uh, LO Comp. In that case, uh, they took $1 million from the CEO of the company as part of the, the enforcement. Okay. And I got so many calls that week like, hey, how can we get compliant with you? Because uh, we don't want to end up like that because now the CEO is paying. Yes. It's those cases that we can use to be like, you guys, like they're coming. And so you need to pay attention. And I always reference the kid that you knew back in school. And if you weren't, if you didn't know him, you were him. But the kid that like their, their parents were gone all the time and so they could throw parties and it's like, well, we go over there, we don't get in trouble. So, I mean, could we throw a party over at our house? Like, no, you don't get away with that. The more stuff that happens, the more people go, well, I'll just go work for that company that's doing it wrong. The more corruption there ends up being in this mortgage industry. So the more that kid gets busted, the more clean the industry can be. And you have these people just running, you know, wild. <clears throat> there was a killer example in, uh, I spoke uh, on a, uh, a day that Rob Christmas was speaking, and Rob's a buddy of mine. And so after he finished his speaking, he walks over, and I'm like, you know um, what you were just talking about? He's talking about how, how we choose lenders. And he said, some people choose lenders by saying, you know, they're not the best rate, but they provide me with all my marketing expenses paid for free and all these other things. And I go, dude, it's the biggest RESPA violation. It's one of the most common RESPA violations right now is, is people, you know, using a lender because they get things for them, not because of the borrower. So the borrower pays a higher price because we're choosing based on our things that we're getting, right? That There was a freedom mortgage case that just happened. Yes. And that RESPA yeah. case, everybody in the mortgage industry should read it because it deals with open house flyers. And I had a buddy call me. He's like, dude, we do that with my software. And I'm like, you should not do that. He's like, we're going to change it. So it's causing software companies to go back and reevaluate, hopefully, reevaluate the way they allow loan officers to commit RESPA violations. But until loan officers stop using these organizations that break the law, they'll still break the law because it's a loan officer's risk. Yeah, and 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 you know, quite honestly, the real estate community demands it. In many instances, right. and, the real estate the and and, and, we, and we give in. It's almost like I think about the uh, steroid era in baseball. 
Yeah. Right? It just got totally. to a point to where it's like if you weren't using <clears throat> steroids, you maybe weren't making yep. the 26-man roster. Right. Right. Or if you weren't using steroids, you weren't going to become an all-star. And if you don't become an all-star, you can't get that contract extension. I love that question. And, That's and so everyone good. just started using steroids until yeah. finally MLB said, hey, steroids are bad. Right. And we're not going to allow it. And they punished some. Mm-hmm. And then now going forward, they have you know their written rules and they have their 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 screens and their tests mm-hmm. and you know inevitably every every year someone's getting popped for pet for you don't get big on these no no like, what seven guys yeah. got busted for it all the other guys are like stop the steroids now yes yeah but um <laughs> it, it is very interesting in a perfect world speaking about you know the the relationship of of realtors and lenders like the msas because yeah. if someone were to ask me hey dustin if you get to have that uh that old-fashioned with with rohit tonight Right, and you ask him, and, and he's going to be honest with you because no one's around, and I'm not allowed to repeat it. He would tell me, "We're looking at LO Comp, we're looking at at realtor, lender, MSAs, yep, 100%. And we're also really concerned about the number of realtors who are also doing this dual. No, like yes, FHA recently allowed it, but we didn't really have a say in it. We didn't really know what was going to happen. And now it seems like lenders are just going out and instead of paying realtors for their Zillow leads which was a quasi shady workaround to just straight up paying for referrals. Totally. Um, no, we're just going to hire them as loan officers, part-time loan officers, and we'll just do a commission split every time that they, what, refer in a loan? Right. You know, like, right. uh, yeah, I would see those are the three big things, but what I would love to see have happen, and I think that's the only way this would ever work, it's all not allowed. Like, none of it. Right. Make it to where I, I can't even buy you lunch. That's asinine because I should. If you're a realtor, I'm a lender. I should be able to buy you lunch. Yeah. Right. We, I should be able to host a lunch learn at my, my office and have barbecue catered in. When you can still do that. Uh, correct. Yeah. But I'm just saying the problem is you do that and then all of a sudden lunch becomes Who tickets, got invited. tickets Who, yeah. to the Phoenix Suns yeah. or the Orlando Magic. Right. And then it's, yep. you know, well, what type of event? Oh, it's open bar event and yep. it's sushi. And it's right. like, oh, wait a minute. Now it's all of a sudden a $200 per person event. Uh huh. Um, and it just starts to steamroll after Dude, that. I gotta tell you this. So I was at this event. It was in. Uh, it may have been in Philly. Um, it was no, it was the uh, NAM event, National Association of Mortgage Brokers. Used to okay. throw these killer conferences, right? And I'm sure they do still. In fact, I might be speaking to one soon. But um, I was at this event, and I walk into this this restaurant where they're hosting Troy Aikman, and he's signing footballs. And I'm a, I'm a. I, I'm a recovering Dallas Cowboy okay. fan. And I grew up Dallas Cowboy fans. I had so Your many season started off great. I, yeah, totally. Your season this year started off great. I've been a Bucs fan since sixth grade, but I started as a Cowboy okay. fan. And so I go to get Troy Aikman's autograph, and uh, I go to walk in, and the guy at the door goes, oh, you're not on the list. I said, and it was a lender. And I go, how do I get on the list? And he goes, you got to be a broker that sends us business. And I'm like, that's a RESPA violation. And he goes, what? And I'm like, you can't lock out people that don't refer you business, or that's a thing of value. Getting into the party is a thing of value. And it's specifically in exchange for the referral of business if you lock me out of this thing. And he looks at me and goes, go. And so I got in. So I got <laughs> Does a, a that really time. work um, on the wholesale side? So a wholesaler to a broker, yeah. RESPA also applies. 100%. I did not know that. Yes. I was, again, today years old when I learned that. Dude, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always memorized and understood and followed RESPA Section 8 as it pertained to really, I guess, and maybe I've never really been a broker right like so in, yeah. in, in, in I've brokered loans right but I haven't operated like wholeheartedly where everything I did was through the, the wholesale TPO channel yeah so I've always thought no no I can't Ken's a realtor I I can't invite only Ken to my party if Ken refers me loans yeah I can't obviously give Ken a five dollar bill every time he refers someone to me right. etc and I also knew that 
at one point I used to have an insurance agency that used to love to give us five dollar gift cards every time that we we um, referred them. Yeah. And their whole marketing was refer and refill. Oh my god. Refer gosh. and refill, and then finally our compliance officer was like, "What is going on? Yeah. You all need to give all of those you know five dollar gift cards back. They can't yeah. be doing that." Uh, but I never thought that it worked the wholesale account executive only doing something for that particular broker yeah. if they referred them. Well, yeah, I've never heard it that way. You're, so you're referring settlement services, right? So if you refer settlement services, the company you're referring that to can't pay and you can't receive a thing of value for that settlement service referral. So it's a referral just like a realtor referring you settlement services, right? So mortgage, title, insurance, everybody's surrounding this to settlement service provider therefore they're covered. So wholesale lender is covered in their relationship with the broker. So let's say I'm in Ohio. Right. And I'm a large national wholesale lender. Okay. Can I fly you into Ohio for so, training? That's a good question. So there's a, uh, you would, I'm not an attorney. I, I should, should preface it with that. You played one on TV once I, though. I play it a lot, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you were to read RESPA in the definition of things of value, one of the words in the definition is trips. And so trips are literally a word in the definition of things of value that can't be given in exchange for the referral of business. So it's dangerous to do something like that because you're getting free anything. Now what you can do is educate. So if you get there and they're doing an education class, that's awesome. Just like you could do a lunch and learn for a bunch of realtors because education is exempt under RESPA as long as it's not CE education. So if they're offsetting your CE education, now they're offsetting an expense you would normally incur to renew your license, and so now we've crossed a line. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, because I have a lot of friends that that they they love it. They they get flown oh, yeah. up to states like Ohio, and they get this training, and they probably send a lot of business that direction too because of the thing of value they received. Yeah, and, and I guess that's probably the great line. Is one would argue, look, this is not quid pro quo because right. I'm not I'm doing this for everybody, right? Regardless if they send me business or not. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, but there's still airfare and hotel rooms that that's a big dollar amount those you're, aren't education you're not doing that solely out of the kindness of your heart right, right. you know because that education especially in today's world of e-learning yeah i mean it could have been it could have been done via zoom right it could yeah. have done really well well i would argue zoom. if it's valuable people would pay for it anyway like if if you if you made it available and said you get yourself here and we're going to educate you i think people would do it like that's if they're providing amazing education and you get a tour of the facility and all that then Awesome, yeah. I'll cover my own expenses, yes. right? I mean, anything that you put money to, you're actually gonna spend a lot more time focusing on it. You know, we've talked about coaching, I don't do any coaching, um, but when somebody puts money on something like coaching, they will get so much more out of that coaching experience because they need to, to make it like in their heads, justifiable expense. Well, that's, I mean, you and I can almost put a bow on today's episode, uh, coming full circle, and you start thinking about what you and I were talking about off air mm -hmm. right away from the cameras which is when you are a real estate agent when you are an entrepreneur when you are a mortgage loan originator you work for yourself you own your own business whether you're 1099 whether you're w2'd if you're 100 commission you are your personal brand right and you're out there selling yourself first mm -hmm. what are you doing to invest in yourself right like how many businesses do you think you could ever go start for less than five grand but you can become an lo right mm -hmm. Let's say I want to become an LO and I want to go to Knowledge Coop because they're pretty badass with their training. So I want to take the 20 hour course. What's that going to cost me? Uh, three something. Cool. Yeah. 400 bucks. Yep. Yep. So $400, I take the 20 hour course. Now I need to go pass the exam. 
Which means you're going to need Rocky. Which means I'm going to need Rocky over at MLO Study yep. Buddy. And let's say that's another, I don't know what Rocky charges, 400 bucks. I bet okay, it's cool. cheaper than that. Yeah. Let's just say you, you spent four, you're $800, you took the course, you studied, you passed. Right. Woohoo. Now you need to get hired on and people stop there. Yeah. They stop. $800? No, no, no. You need to allocate at least probably 500 bucks a month to your marketing. Mm-hmm. Your marketing may very well be taking people to lunch, taking people to coffee, posting a, a lunch and it. learn, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, you may very well need to do that. Yep. But then what else are you doing? Because how are you going to learn this business? I mean, you're going to need CE. That's going to yep. cost you money, right? You're going to need some kind of coaching, some kind of training. Mm-hmm. And that's where like we decided we need to go all in on the podcast. And we launched tloponline.com. We partnered with Knowledge Coop. Yeah. Because we're telling the mortgage industry, if you're not investing in yourself, you, you might as well, my opinion, you might as well probably look for a new career because I don't know any other business that lets you operate and not invest in yourself. For long term, you have to. If you want to be here short term, that's cool. You'll you'll drop out at some point, but for long term, you do need to invest. And, in and, that. and, and, and obviously, I'm not talking to those that maybe work for a bank or a credit union where you're you're supporting branches or right. you work in the consumer direct or you work for a servicer and but it's they about retention. still need to do that work. Like well, it's well, correct. You still need to somehow invest in your in your salesmanship. Yeah. And yeah, and, and product under, knowledge. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. There, there's yeah. still a lot. But for most of us who get into this, we get into this because because we want to be our own boss. We right. want to have an opportunity to make a lot of money right. while also supporting the communities that we live in. Yep. Um, but we do so and we have no support system. So I'm right. like, no, y'all should definitely check out something that's going to coach you, mm-hmm. train you. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Go go to the people who know how the wheel works mm-hmm. and have them teach you how to develop it, shape it, roll it, and and, and keep it in, in working condition. Yep. Um, and then something that we didn't mention, but I want people to know. So you talked about, obviously, a new originator can start with you. Yeah. But you talked about enterprise. You have companies yeah. that use your services. But you have you have a solution for individual users, too. So glad you came back. Right? That. Yeah. yeah. And, and you actually get a membership by being a membership of your platform. Yes. Yeah, so sign yeah. up for an entire year of, of a TLOP online membership. So you'll get... Our three live coaching calls a month, our 300 plus training videos, our resources, our links, all of that. Mm-hmm. And you get a complimentary membership to Coop Plus. Which is all your CE which, which, covered. Yeah, all your yeah. CE is covered, but, yeah. but Coop Plus has the trainings that honestly I don't do. Right. Well, and we've got, I mean, we're developing, we've done 50 hours of content in the last year, um, and we just released the app. So the, you're the first person I'm saying this out loud with. The app just dropped two days ago. So now you can jump in there, get all the things that I'm live blogging from here. We'll have links to more of your stuff in there. Um, but inside the app, I mean, we have a free version of the app where you get the basic stuff, and then we've got additional content, which comes with Plus that you yeah, guys what, do. And just so the audience can hear it from yeah. you, what are some of the types of trainings they're going to get through their Coop Plus membership? You know, we do it based on what the industry needs. Okay. So right now we've got a lot of leadership training that we're building, recruiting training, sales training, uh, how to call on realtors. We've interviewed some realtors recently on it's you just started. Where do you go? What do you do? You know, how do they want to hear about us? Stuff like that. And then all of I mean, all the compliance training, all the how do you take a uh, pull a credit report? What's on the credit report? Reading appraisals. I mean, all the nuts and bolts of what everybody needs. Which is funny because tax returns are, are, you know, people are like, oh, I, I've been doing this for years. Yeah, you can't read a tax return. You still <laughs> suck at that because your processor did it. And now your processor's gone. So what are you going to do? You got to go back and you got to get educated on all of those things. Yeah. And so we're walking you through all types of income, how Fannie and Freddie qualify income, 
everything in there. Um, along with, we're now in process, and I haven't said this out loud either, but we're in process of implementing AI in there. So you can search guidelines. Uh, we're starting with VA. So you can just ask our AI questions about VA guidelines and it will answer it. And those, that's not released yet, but I- uh, That's awesome. Like that is- We're working on it. Yeah, so mortgage loan originators. Yeah. If you feel like you're lost, you're on an island, you don't know where to turn, you don't know what you're doing, you need coaching, you need training, you need systems, processes, tools, you need to be a part of a community mm -hmm. that also wants the same thing that you want. Ken and I are today saying, hey, partner with us, let us be the yeah. cool uncles. Yep. We will be, I mean, y'all, you need a really good manager. You start yeah. there. You need a good sales leader. Yeah. You need a good branch meter, a, a branch leader. You need to work for a really good region yep. who they understand sales culture, systems and processes, marketing and best practices. But that gets you so far. Mm -hmm. A small investment into your future success would allow you to have everything that your branch manager is or isn't giving you and then so much more. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where this yeah. partnership would really make sense for a lot. Not all, by the right. way, not all. Some of y'all, if you know, not for you. But many of you should probably look our way. Dude, I gotta say one more thing about yes. that. I hate it when I hear somebody go, oh man, my company doesn't pay for that. It's like, okay, well you can't, that doesn't mean it's impossible. Like, I having owned a company for 20 years, I can tell you my company is my own expense. Like this is me paying for it, right? Yes. And so once you're a, a business owner, you start looking back at your W-2 days going, I wish I would have invested more that I didn't expect my company to pay for. Mm -hmm. And when I go to a conference and somebody's like, yeah, they didn't send me this year, it's like, you could have sent yourself. Like, do you find value in it? But that default of like, I'm gonna wait for my company to make me successful, you said it best. Like, you're your own, you're an island here, right? Hopefully you've got a great company that's supporting you, but your own knowledge level is up to you. Like what? your relationships are up to you. Correct, so think about this. You have a great company who supports you and you go above and beyond. Yeah. Or you have a company who doesn't support you, so you have to go above and beyond. Right. But the answer is to never to do nothing. Right. Like you should consistently be putting one foot in front of the other, asking yourself, well, what can I do today that makes me a little bit better than yesterday? Yep. Um, and yes, it, it, control your own destiny. That's yep. kind of what I just heard you say, yeah, control your own destiny. And go get people who know more than you do. And that's why I love what you guys are doing because people need to find people that know more than they do, that have a little bit better direction, that can direct you the right way. Cause you just, you, what's the old phrase? You're known by the company you keep. Yes. In this industry, yes. I hang out with people smarter than me. Like uh, that's the only to. way it's going to work. You, you absolutely have to. I mean, I'll share that with you. I mean, we've we, we've grown so much. We we basically launched the TLOP company in May so of cool. this year. Yeah. So we're 100 days into this. Yeah. Right. Nikki and Mark and John are with you and I. We're in Philly together, and this is like we have grown so much in a hundred days. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine like how much further we're going to go, but we don't do it alone. Right. I mean, I reach out to guys like you guys, like Savage guys, like Amir, like I reach out to, to my council people. I look up to mm -hmm. who some of them way more successful than maybe I'll ever be. And I'm just going to chase them a whole career, other people more experienced, or they mm -hmm. come from it at a different angle, but yeah, don't go at it alone. Right. Like, it's, that's probably one of the more asinine pe things that most people do. Mm -hmm. I don't even talking, gosh, I could go on a total tangent. Some of our guy friends outside of work, don't go at it alone. Like I'm here for you. Right. But right. we as dudes always have a hard time of raising our hand and saying, I'm vulnerable. I could use your help. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little bit lost. Have, and then, oh yeah, I too have had that same personal issue. Yeah. I, I too have had to overcome that. Let me walk you through it. and. We don't do it enough in our personal lives, let alone our professional. Yeah. I would encourage everyone, start in your professional life of raising your hand. It's a lot easier. And then let that bleed into your personal life. 100%. Awesome. 
Y'all, he is Ken Perry. His company is The Knowledge Coop. My name is Dustin, last name Owen. You have just turned in or tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today, but we do look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for having me.